Hallo und willkommen auf Not The Special Edition, Episode 27. Wir sind das Internet herstellen, sehr geilen Geeky Podcast denkt, dass die Deutschsprache lustig ist, es auch ist nicht. Ha. Mein Name ist Miles und ich bin hier mit... Kit! Ja! Äh, Kit, wo ist das Krankenhausen? <lacht> äh, guten Abend, Miles. Äh, das Krankenhausen sind an dem Leften Straße äh, mit dem Kartoffelchips. Ah, guten Tag! Yeah. <lacht> Danke! Willkommen zur Show! Okay, recently seen. Mm. Bulk of the show. Yeah. I've not seen you for ages. No. You've been to... Ireland. Snog in the Blarney Stone. Did uh, you really get off I, the Blarney I Stone? Didn't, I didn't do that. Did no. you not tap it against its I cheek? <laughs> I've asked this question. I don't know what the Blarney Stone is. It's this, It's a stone at the top of a castle. Right. So you're about 700 feet up in the air or whatever it is. Mm. It's over. It's hanging over like the edge of one of the... It's like set into the wall. Like a giant man's gut. Just... And... Yeah, you gotta like hang over backwards over this thing. Like someone hold, holds you, but yeah, it looked terrifying. All right, you, like that man did to that model. The is it Russian model who hung off the skyscraper recently for Instagram? Hmm. What a prick she is! I didn't see that. Okay, not like Tom Cruise, who has harnesses and things, but still, for a for a man who most people dislike, he does have lots of balls. <laughs> well, Tom, well, two Tom of Cruise. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. Sorry, we're going from Blarney to Russian models to Tom Cruise <laughs> <laughs> and his testicles in very seconds. Okay, recently seen, apart from the Blarney Stone, what have you recently seen? Uh, I've seen three things. Okay. Um, one which I liked. Ooh, this one, is interesting. One which I didn't like. Okay. And one which I loved. Oh, mini quiz. Okay, then, right. Give me, oh, I know, I know one of them is already going to be one you love, which I didn't like. I bet, I bet. Okay. Mm, I anyway, I'd debate that point. Okay, give me the three things. I'm going to slot them into the categories, and then we can see why and which. Okay, I watched the three th films I watched was um, Behind the Candelabra. Oh right, yeah, okay. Uh, a Most Violent Year. Uh huh. And a girl walks home alone at night. All right. Now, did you do them in the order in which you said? <laughs> um, I th I'm hoping you loved Girl Walks Home Alone at Night because I love that. Yay! Yeah, Fantastic, I did. that's a nod. Um, and... Hmm, behind the Candelabra, I don't know if you'd like that or not. I think maybe you would have done. Right, well, that's three out of three then. Hey, and you really didn't like Violent Year, were you? I didn't like it. Alright, well, let's go through whichever one you want to start with. Yeah, I'll start with Behind the Candelabra, because that's a nice solid like, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no pun intended. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Liberace! This is my friend, Scott Thorson. You are incredible out there. Well, this must be fate. I have a great idea. Why don't you come work for me? As what? Oh, I thought it was... Yeah, good film. It's um, a biopic of Liberace in his final uh, sort of I think about 10 years of his life but it's told from the perspective of someone else it's told from pers the perspective of a man called Scott Thorson uh, who was went to one of his shows and sort of ends up becoming his lover and kind of working for him like part of his entourage and that sort of thing as well. I thought it was really good. Solid cast performances. Like Michael Douglas as Liberace worked really well, I thought. And again, for someone that I do <laughs> largely dislike in films. You do, and you've mentioned them before. Yeah, I've talked about him favourably in two different uh, reviews of things. I thought it was a very convincing performance. Not that I've really seen that, that much footage of Liberace other than when he's on stage. I thought Matt Damon was excellent, despite the fact it was obviously a very kind of luxurious, exuberant film. At no point did they push the campness into playing it for laughs that, you know, could have been construed as, like, homophobic or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the jokes weren't at the expense of the characters. Oh, no, absolutely not, no, no. Uh, but it still did, it did delight in that sort of atmosphere, mm -hmm. I thought. There were some really graphic scenes of plastic surgery in it, because one of the things that goes on about it is that Liberace was, a, he was trying to get Scott Thorson to have plastic surgery to make him look more like 
him. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, it I was... I mean, we've all wanted to go back in time to suck ourselves off, but come on. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, he... Um, yeah, that's one of the many uh, sort of questionable things that happens in the film. But, yeah, and, and then the actual shots of it. And the, the, the plastic surgeon that they consult with is played by Rob Lowe, who is, mm-hmm. again, really good. It's, it's almost like, I don't know, there's a, there a scene in one of the episodes of South Park where there's someone's like performing plastic surgery and they're literally like just shoving bits of plastic in. and it was almost like that but in like oh, live action scenes it was very it was almost kind of stomach turning actually like you know, <laughs> yeah I thought it was a very interesting like subject matter that I probably wouldn't have been interested in but yeah it kind of it won me over yeah it was all it was all right solid film wouldn't want to watch it again necessarily but yeah good three out of five. Oh, nice we're, yeah. we're rating now are we yeah. <laughs> I like well, it yeah, it's three that's favourable nice. I have minimal interest in Liberace. Knowing virtually nothing about him as it is, it always seemed to be like a slightly older generation than mine who grew up with him and whatever the hell it was he got up to. Yeah. Would I still enjoy the film given well, my minimal interest in the well, subject matter? Well, I think so because I, I'm the same. I know virtually mm. nothing about him. Um, I was lent this film by a friend and my initial thought was, why have you lent me this? Because I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure. And he was like, no, give it a go. Like, oh, right, yeah. The only thing I really knew about Liberace, and they mention it in one of the Austin Powers films, they say, like, oh, I can't believe Liberace was gay. Yeah. Apparently that was a big thing, like, no, even though he was, camp. yeah, very, very calm mm. on stage, like, apparently it was a thing that no one knew or something like that. But that's, obvi- I mean, obviously that's that's very clear. And immediately, if, if you even didn't know who he was at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really yeah, good film. Okay. Do you remember when Dale Winton came out? Like officially, no, by the way, everyone, that. in case there are any doubters. Yeah, it wasn't that like really recently as well. It was only a few years ago. Yeah. So everyone, um, don't know if you've noticed, maybe you have, perhaps you haven't. <laughs> Spread it's it around. Dale Winton! Good morning, teams! We did that quite well, didn't we? That's all right, isn't it? I always think the bass line just carries on, but it doesn't. It's my favourite bit of that is the bit that they don't have it in anymore. But during it was in some of the older series, and it was also in series. Two of the newer one mm-hmm. is when it goes into this major section where it's like, like, yeah, like it's yeah. The Paul McGowan movie starts with that's really weird, does it? Yeah, it goes dum 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 and then it goes straight into this. Uh, a bit bizarre. Can't remember it. So Doctor Who. Yeah. Oh, I could have done a punchline then and said so. Uh, Transformers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, dull. New series with the new series feel. Yes. Bill Mackey as the refreshingly complication-free companion Bill Potts. Peter Capaldi giving it a sort of twinkly mad uncle best for a last time. But don't tell my kids. Mm. Um, more straightforward, linear storytelling lets the story breathe, but it's sort of couched in the modern rapid editing house style. Um, I think it's witty, captivating, funny, and as my two children, terrified, can testify, it's very, very scary indeed. There were literally screams before bedtime uh, after I saw the first one. I'm not kidding, and I got into a bit of trouble with Mrs. Miles for letting them watch it. We now watch on a Sunday afternoon, or a Sunday morning, when they steal my toys now. Great start. Well done. I thought I'd I'd completely lowered my expectations almost to zero (laughs) um, because I've not really been enjoying it the last few Mm -hmm. series. It was on, like, I was at home as it was on. Mm -hmm. I thought I'll watch it and how pleasantly surprised I was. I Mm -hmm. thought that first episode was excellent. Though all those horror film bits were brilliant Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I can easily see why it scared your kids. Yeah. yeah, I was pleasantly surprised, really. Like I say, it might have been partly to the fact that I'd almost written it off in my mind. But yeah, no, I thought it was good. I mean, I can't stand Matt Lucas, but he's not in it very much, so that's all right. <laughs> good. 
<laughs> I, I quite like his little interjections, uh, as long you... as they are are kept to a minimum. Yeah, minimum. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm just very very happy, especially with the new companion. I think she's wonderful. Good for them. And it's always weird. I've always sort of since being an adult second guessed the scariness of Doctor Who. I've always looked and thought. Oh, I bet that's terrifying for kids. Or mm. that's a bit rubbish. Not really knowing because my kids have never watched it until now. Mm. And now I can see just how it impacts on them. Because after this one, of course, they went out to the bathroom to clean their teeth and go to the toilet, and there's water in both yeah. rooms. And yeah, you can see. And then they cried, and of course, the water comes out their eyes. And oh my god, the water's after them. So yeah, yeah okay. they didn't think that far either. But yeah, great. Well done, Doctor. Welcome back. Yeah. Got another one? Uh, yes, I will now go with the film that I unfortunately did not like. Say what? Particularly, I watched a film called uh, A Most Violent Year, uh, which is. Have you seen it? Do you know anything about it? Don't know a thing about it. 2014, directed by J.C. Chandor. It stars Oscar Isaac, who mm. I like um, and think is a great actor. Unfortunately, I just didn't connect at all with the subject matter. It was. Set in um, the early 80s, there's not actually that many scenes with actual gangsters in, but it's got the feel of a gangster movie, you know, like, a, or slash mafia movie sort of thing. Um, it's about somebody who owns an oil company and their vans are getting hijacked because the, the oil is worth a lot of money um, and it's in, in a sort of violent way and it's about how he's trying to... Um, not sink to the um, morally questionable level of you know like arming his truck drivers mm-hmm. uh, and and stuff like that and it's okay. but I just got bogged, I really got bogged down with the detail of it I mean I looked at the reviews for it were pretty good like it seemed to be like a solid you know sort of upper end of the you know like seven out of ten kind of area mm-hmm. in a lot of places and it won some awards but. Yeah, just when I say occasionally a film comes along that you know it seems to be well made and everything, but it didn't just do it for me. Just yeah. bounces off your consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about High Rise because you you taped it as we. Ah, oh, still watched time. it. Yeah. Ah, oh, what? Sorry, mm. but that that's kind of how I felt about High Rise. I could say. Uh, okay. But although I haven't said that, I've since heard lots of other people have similar reactions to me, where it just mm. <laughs> it doesn't absorb. It's okay. just this solid block of film that just rebounds off your eyeballs yeah. and has no hook. But yeah, most fun, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I've heard of it, I don't know what they're I mean, like, what The review that they put on the front of the um, box, I can't remember who it was, f- who it was from, but it said oh. something like, it, it was something, the phrase was something like, echoes of the Godfather and all that, and I was like, no, it falls way short of that mark. <laughs> from, yeah. Glad you said that, because do you know what one of our upcoming episodes is going to be about, I'm telling you live on air? Oh, no, I don't know. Gangster, what up? Um, I've had some requests to do a gangster one, one of our fave gangster films, or even our worst gangster films, or something about gangster films. You know, okay, yeah. Goodfellas, Carlito's Way. I'm just, is that even a gangster film? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. Brilliant. Good. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm up for that. So. Cool. Good. Uh, so anyway, um, well, I'm going to go on to a film that I thought was amazing. Oh, cool. Actually, I saw it last year, but I've just... Sort of made the wife watch it, and it is the witch. All the girls on the black knocking at my door. Wanna know what it is? Make the boys want more. I've never mentioned it before in the podcast. So let's do it. Okay. From 2015, but released theatrically last year. It's Robert Eggers' directorial debut. Bless him. Mm-hmm. Uh, set in 17th, 17th century New England, family of sort of English Puritan settlers. They leave their community in a sort of cloud of mistrust and they set up a small farming commune just outside of a giant forest uh, the baby goes missing uh, in what is suspected <laughs> actually <laughs> that was a little bit informal for an, an infant being taken <laughs> uh, okay let's go, let's go back okay the baby goes missing shit in uh, what that's no better is it <laughs> uh, right just carry on okay so the baby goes missing yeah in what is suspected suspected witch attack. <gasps> and from there, the family dissolves into a hot mess of paranoia, uh, fail crops, strong religious fervor, suspicion, etc. Mm. It's an excellent film. It takes potentially hokey subject of like you know, English folklore and, and witchcraft and strains it through a sort of gnarled, organic crumble of decay and survival and religious dogma and sin. Uh, it's... It's very scary without really having much to be scared about in it. Um, the forest itself, whilst you know, I, 
it's not a character because I really don't like that sort of lazy cliche of calling locations characters and I just don't believe in it. But it certainly does project this sense of foreboding and isolation and like the family's intense beliefs. Uh, they're explored and, you know, I hasten to add, they're exploited. It's wonderful score. There's like an, at times a, like an atonal creak and an organic sort of cacophonic mm. shatter. Um, it's a Mark, Mark Corvin, yeah. It's a really haunting score. It's, it's both oppressive and unnerving. It's like all scratched strings and harmony, and it's, it's a real intrinsic part of the film's fabric. Mm. And there are images in this film, as I said, it's not scary in a traditional sense, but there are images which I won't be able to shake, possibly forever. Um, it's the second time actress Kate Dickey has portrayed breastfeeding in one of the most unpalatable uh, ways on film have been portrayed. She was shown in a deeply uncomfortable light in Game of Thrones. She's the uh, mother the who's breastfeeding her, her grown-up son. Right, okay, yes. yeah. There is something that equals, if not surpasses that in this. Oh, really? It's horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a brilliant film. It's in my top three horrors last year. And shall we make it so? Oh, right. Very, very good film. There we are. That's the witch. Bit of everyone said that already. We're, we're hot on the button. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's fine. You've seen Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> with your your great movie yes a film I couldn't feel more enthusiastic about um, is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night that's what everybody would do Absolutely fantastic. One of those films that grabs you from the first scene, mm -hmm. you know, first shot even. I knew broadly what it was going to be about, but the realisation of the subject matter was handled brilliantly. It was cliche-free, whilst mm. also, you know, giving a nod to the sort of subject matter that it's come from. Yeah. I thought that the strongest sort of theme that I got from it was a you know, very definite feminist theme about it but mm. not just feminism but it, it was almost like an active rejection of masculinity in it mm. and I particularly point to the scene where there's she goes back to the drug dealer's house and he it was nice to see that um, Iranian drug dealers are also portrayed um, wearing exactly the same clothing <laughs> as uh, all, <laughs> all it's like the universal uniform of a drug dealer is a tracksuit with like gold chains yes and it's very Grand Theft Auto yeah <laughs> but, but anyway that side yeah he's working out like Trying to impress her, like with weights and that. Yeah, he's quite sort of ripped but thin. He's yeah, and so but there's that's an obvious, you know, like that's a sort of kismo. Yeah, yeah, and and she she sucks his finger and then bites it off. Which I mean, it's obvious what that's meant to represent. That is mm. a, a, as yeah, close sure. to a portrayal of emasculation as you could get, yeah. and it's brilliant. I loved the music was fantastic. The mix of the '80s sort of pop, the electro stuff in it, and that. And then out of nowhere comes this scene which is scored like. Annie and Morricone. 
That score is amazing. It's on Spotify. It's, yeah, uh, the photography was fantastic. That sort of black and white is almost it, more than black and white. It was almost like a sort of chrome edge to it. It's like, couldn't have been more impressed by this film. Go yeah. out and watch it immediately if you haven't. It's so, so good. It is lovely. Well, not lovely at all. It's wonderful and yeah. urgent and vibrant and fantastic. I like the sort of urban decay that yeah. it's around in. Yeah, as you said, that very first shot of, well, what is that? Is that bodies? Is that that big sort of heap of stuff I didn't I didn't notice it was body the first shot mm. I, I think it only becomes clear that it's bodies later on when you mm. see one being added yeah, yeah. to the pile because I didn't pick up on that at first mm. I just thought it was a landscape that yeah. shot sort of thing but yeah so good it is terrific terrific okay here's a comic and it's Swamp Thing Swamp Thing Swamp Thing Do you allow me to go through the whole thing? Swamp Thing. Okay, Alan Moore's first big run on a on a bigger title. Everyone knows. I've just never got around to reading it until now. From about 1983, 84. Not sure. Should have done my research. Didn't. Didn't live with it. So yeah, it's Swamp Thing. There is subtext and symbolism, and there's doom romanticism to it, and it's very much tragedy. What I really want to talk about more, though, is the artwork. Okay. Okay. Because I'm quite a big fan of, like, 80s-drawn Bronze Age comics. Mm. I mean, these days, I think comic art has to be incredible and pristine. And like, every panel, potentially, like a poster, uh, just beautiful, lavishly detailed, high-gloss. The, the bar, I think, now for anyone entering the comics world, even on indie scene, is exceptionally high. Um, now, I'm not saying the artwork of the 80s was bad, obviously far from it, but there was a much more sort of stripped-back simplicity to it. Yeah. Far less attention, I think, paid to shading. There was a sunnier, if even slightly flatter, but sort of charming naivety to, to it all. Um, sort of scrappier, I suppose, yeah. And, and much more basic colour schemes. And I think muted very much by the fact that comics back then were printed on your basic newsprint. Um, rather than now standard, you know, glossy pages introduced yeah. well, in the nineties, I suppose, wasn't they like had image to, and stuff. Yeah, because that's the thing—they had the limited color palette mm. because it couldn't be reproduced on that type of paper, isn't mm. it, or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love seeing how the technology of the day made an impact on the artistry of the mm. day. Um, <clears throat> there's a fascinating nineteen eighty-two DC style guide um, I sought out. It's for all in-house illustrators and colorists of the day. It was by someone called Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, and comic fans of with more knowledge than me, which is most of them uh, will obviously know that name very well. Um, it's a great time capsule of that era, and it's just on the cusp before I think you know the, the darkness took over, mm. and then of course the gloss was injured. So you see, um, heroes would still smile, and costumes were still very much enthralled to their like 1950s, 1960s mm. uh, original <clears throat> concepts, and the color, color schemes, as you said, get much more basic. Um, and Swamp Thing, I think that does straddle that somewhat. There's at least mostly I think down to more because a lot of the, the panel layouts and the storytelling is very vivid it's very dynamic it's, it's just by his authorship by his intuitive invention for the genre but there are some instances where the artwork is I mean simply close to being a bit poor I mean mm. as I said it's not rubbish it's scrappy um, but I love it for that reason I like the, the Jim Aparo is it Jim Aparo? Jim Aparo? Jim Aparo? him from the 80s his Joker, the one with the ludicrously distended jaw. Uh, okay. Yeah, and his stuff in Nightfall and Death in the Family. Um, and just that whole sort of last gasp of the uh, a less sophisticated era, I suppose. So I like it. But Swamp sort of Thing itself, very good. Sometimes a little bit over-eager, I think, to sell the sort of poetry of his pain, mm. but in lieu of the actual you know, story. But that's such a minor nitpick, and who the hell am I to slag off the animal? It's great fun. Good. Uh, you can see... I don't think it's quite yet. Yeah, it's not quite Watchmen level, you know, but it's yeah. still incredibly good. Great fun. I wasn't going to mention this, but seeing as you brought it up, I'm, I'm reading a book called Alan Moore in Conversation, which is a collection of interviews with him um, right. from various magazines um, mm -hmm. through the 80s uh, and 90s, oh, and cool. actually even into the um, millennium. Um, yeah, it, such an interesting guy. Mm. Yeah, really, really interesting. Um, Nuggets of information. Yeah, I mean, as I, like I've mentioned before, that um, obviously I'm a big fan of his work, but to see him, uh, you know, talking outside of the narrative frame is quite enlightening. I, again, I hasten to say because I don't think I know enough about the entire genre to make this sort of snap judgment, but he's kind of got to be the best living comic 
writer Evs. I think it's a pretty big claim. It is a big claim, but I think he'd be fairly well justified to say that. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm he's, say. he's written the only graphic novel that's featured on Time's list of 100 best novels. There you go, I win. <laughs> which is, of course, Watchmen. I don't see. I mean, obviously, any any claim like that can be disputed because it's subjective. It's but subjective, he's, yeah. you know, he's got a, a pretty solid body of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that then. So what else you got? Hey, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It's a bloody video game, is what it is. Okay. <laughs> don't know what that means. Okay. Um, so released last year, follow up to the 2008 original on PS3 and Xbox 360. It's a first-person parkour adventure game. By God damn it. So, free running, lots of platforming, jumping action, traversing walls, obstacles, generally pegging it across the rooftops like a speedy female Batman. Uh, very stark, distinctive art design, gleaming bright white city with broad primary colour brushstrokes and, and lots of red to guide you around. I don't know if you've ever played the first one, have you? I have indeed. Ah, what do you think? It was one of the first games I played on PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was excellent. Ah. I really, really liked it. I found it horrendously frustrating in places. <laughs> yeah. uh, very odd. That style of game, but having it all from the first person, really... Mm. I, I, it was challenging. It was one of those things that it wasn't so much of like a puzzle game in disguise as Portal is. Like, yeah. there was, you know, you did have to have an awareness of, you know, movement and... Yeah, it kind of strode those two things quite, quite well, actually, I mm. thought. And it was, um, yeah, the kind of that, that bright... You know, white wash that utopian feel, yeah. very unique for a mm. video game. Yeah, I thought it was excellent, and yeah. I loved the soundtrack. Oh, I was about to mention that this sort of neat minimalist electric score, loved yeah. it. Yeah, um, quite clinical, but as you say, it really taps into that sort of sterile, quasi-fascistic totalitarian state. I can't speak totalitarian state. Mm. Okay, so I've, I have actually mentioned briefly. I think my feelings on the original before it was a game I tried to love, mm. but I felt like it hated me back. <laughs> uh, for starters, like the controls for me, they required way too much precision. Ironically, for a game you know, based on the notion of free running, it's sort of I felt it really straightjacketed the player's movement and decisions down to a sort of polygon perfect level. Oh yeah, you did have to play it in the exact way yeah, the game it was wanted you to. Error margin of zero. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just found that really frustrating. And, and on the PlayStation, at least, you could there was there's a lot of balancing on pipes. Mm. And I don't know if you used it, but you could use the six-axis gyroscopic controls. I, I, I never I've turned off. I never used those. I've never got mm. on with that no. whole thing. Like, I just like sitting in my chair and pressing buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I turned that off, but even then, I think the alternative button presses was you know, equally prone to failure. Mm. I just I couldn't get on with it, really. Mirror's Ed Catalyst, however... Mm. Oh, I'm loving that! Oh, okay. Yes! Uh, the controls, at least to me now, feel so much more refined and intuitive. Faith propels along with you know, far greater fluidity than ever before. Um, it's now open world, which for once in a game series, when they open that world, it makes so much more sense. Because it's a game that you know, champions and rewards player choice and autonomy and mm. you know, speedruns and things like that. There are various side quest collectibles and time challenges across the city. And it's clearly been play tested to death and I really appreciate that. Because if you get somewhere you don't even get out, you can. It's almost impossible to get stuck, thankfully. Ah, that's really um, good. And it uses pretty much the same sort of like one or two button control method as before this time. It just simply works, you know? Um, I don't know what the story's about, don't care, I skip all the cutscenes. <laughs> um, from the opening few exchanges, it's just more glum, dystopian stuff, authoritarian regimes, yeah. whatever. You can bring down the government just by running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen uh, much of this new game, mm. uh, apart from like, a couple of shots and I suppose the, the plot of the first one was probably the most cliched thing about it, yeah. and, and, but it was it was sparse enough to the... It, it doesn't really matter. matter. No, yeah, it's, like, it's a game that trades on its mechanics and its unique ambience, so I think just the, the free-running stuff is fine and the, the story mm. can take a running jump. <laughs> ah. Great. So uh, the combat is still awkward and clumsy and weird, but I, the game tries to steer you from it rather than you know, fully into battle. and. Yeah, first-person beat-em-ups will always be weird because you've got these limbs flying out from your vision like a marionette puppet. It, yeah. it doesn't really work, but that's fine. Huge overhaul, massive improvement on its predecessor. Weirdly, I've since discovered that's a minority opinion. Uh, apparently, most critics seem to favour the sort of the crystalline purity of the original. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, um, I disagree. I think this is exactly okay. what a good sequel should do: is take the original concept, refine it, make it worth, improve it, expand on it. 
and you know, add all your bells and whistles. Classic yeah. seven out of ten. Seven out of ten is a good score, by the way. Because the games used to get like shit for me, seven out of ten. That's that's a good, healthy, buoyant score. It's I, a first in, in um, university terms. It would be, yeah. Only just. Yeah, yeah. Really. Um, <laughs> Only just got a 2 1. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it says a lot about how precisely you had to play the original. It's one of those games where if you like, if you look up speedruns of it or something, like if someone knows exactly what they're doing, yeah. they can complete the game in like 20 minutes. <laughs> Whereas, yeah. you know, it takes like, you know, a couple of weeks or something yeah. to play it in, in actual real time. So that's that. Uh, better Call Saul is back. That's brilliant. Now dovetailing into Breaking Bad a bit more uh, than before. Love it. Fantastic Creatures. What's it called? Fantastic Bee. Beast. Yeah, Beast. Yeah, or whatever that one. Yeah. I saw that recently. Yeah. No, I'm not I no, love no. the Harry Potter films. Yeah. It's just, you know, what struck me halfway through, I was like, there's no kids in this, is there? They sort of lost that charm. Uh, um, and Matey off of Stephen Hawking, I can't remember his name. Um, him. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne, yeah, yeah. yeah. He plays it a bit, I don't want to say autistic, because that's possibly offensive, but it is a bit autistic. Right. He plays it like someone who doesn't want to look anyone in the eye. He's a bit, I don't know. I, I thought the film was okay, but I, I didn't love it yeah, at okay. all. It's annoying, because my wife went and just bought the Blu-ray out of nowhere. Like, I got this for £15. Not even 3D. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to stay out of the domestic <laughs> of your... And Ron Fist. I mean, it's okay, isn't it? It's not great. I'm looking forward to Defenders though. Oh, yeah. It looks really hot, yeah. You're going to have to come around and watch it or something. I'll have to give you my Netflix. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass you a Netflix. Okay, alright. <laughs> Singular. Great. Really? So I've got an account, I think, that like I can give to pretty much everyone in the UK. <laughs> Access. I'm like, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quiz. Quiz. It's happening. Right. What film was released last week? Because we were supposed to podcast last week. We didn't. It was Garden of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. Yay. So we're going to play a Guardians of the Galaxy quiz. Okay. I say we. You're going to. I'm going to be the quiz master. All right. Excellent. Okay. Right. Um, how many rounds we got? I don't know. Uh, five, apparently. All right. Okay. Five rounds, so I just suggest we start at round one. Okay. Yeah. Pratt, Pritt, Pat or Prick? Are the following statements about Chris Pratt, Prittstick, Postman Pat or a man's erect prick? That's Chris Pratt, Prittstick, Postman Pat or a man's erect prick. Pratt, Pritt, Pack or Prick? <laughs> <laughs> We're on two in here. Right? <laughs> okay. Right. So answer as quickly as possible for more points. Points! What do points win? Points! <laughs> Okay, so Pratt, Pratt, Pat or Prick. Okay. A thick stick of white sticky paste with Pret. adhesive quality. Oh, you're wrong, it's a prick. Right, uh, number two. A tubular rod containing a gluey thick liquid with a suspicious fishy odour. Uh, what is wrong with you? Uh, Pat, Pratt, Prick or Prick? Pratt. Oh no, that's a prick again. No, he's wrong. Right, and comes in Mrs. Goggin's box. Uh, what's wrong with you? What's that? Prick. No, it's Chris Pratt. <laughs> Solvent free. Prick. No, it's Postman Pat. He's been off the glue for seven years now and wish him all the best. 90% natural ingredients. Prick. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, thank you. 10% uh, of a man's cock is actually made of a polypropylene taint. That's not true. That's, That's not, not true, true, is it? No, no. Yeah. Um, and finally, it was a bit fat in Parks and Rec and then super hot and ripped the Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic Park and all that. Pratt. Yeah, it's Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> well done, excellent. You got some points. Yeah. <laughs> points! <laughs> right. Uh, round two. Guardians or gangbangs? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer has over 10 million views and a heck of a lot of YouTube comments. The top rated is by Verinda Bandel, who says, The fact that Drax doesn't know he's funny makes him even more funny. That got 1,832 likes. Oh, good. It's a lot of likes. Yeah. And 65 replies. Oh, and I know all the spoilers from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 now. Thank YouTube commenters. Okay. They all wrote them in there. Because they've seen the film before me, so they obviously oh, they thought they'd that over. Fine. Anyway. Uh, okay, but can so you... So they, they watched the actual film, yeah. and then they went back Come to the, the trailer, trailer and put spoilers, spoilers in. Yeah. Pricks. Yeah. 
Are they, are they preps? Uh, yeah. No, they're preps. Right, but can you tell the difference between YouTube Guardian's comments and you porn gangbang comments? Okay, great. Let's play. Okay. A. And listen out for the subtle clues. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. This is by PDX Pretty. My BF watching me get back gangbanged by BBC is my ultimate fantasy. Why aren't all men open to watch their women get fucked? That's 25 thumbs up. Okay, well, that's from uh, Gangbangs. Oh, you're right. Well done, it is. Yeah, it's from the video Perfect Wife Wedding Gangbang. Okay, great. I didn't watch the video in question, so I've got no context here, but from the thumbnail picture, it looks like she already may have broken her wedding vows many hours after making them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Awful. Okay. Terrible woman. Okay, B. So awesome. Want to be there. That's from Jesse. Mm. Ten thumbs up. Ten thumbs up. Mm. Mm. So awesome. Want to be there. I'm going to go... Guardians. Oh, you're wrong. It's double gangbang facial. Would you come? Oh, uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. C. L. Dot Ecstasy says, "Just watched it. Loved it." Well, that's obviously Guardians. It is Guardians. Yeah. Well done. Because... Excellent. <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. two out of three. Not bad. Okay. Round three. Is that a joke? Is that like a meatloaf joke? What? You went two out of three, not bad. No. There's a song in it, two out of three ain't bad. Oh, is that right? Never mind, move on. I don't know anything about meatloaf. I know no, you would have been angry at Gary Busey. Oh, his yeah, that was. Yeah they, yeah, they both look like they're about to die <laughs> from, like, stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Busey was not well out of place, was, I think, like, a possible album title for a while. <laughs> right. Of and the. This is, this is uh, round three, of the. Of and the, a popular preposition and determine a combo that's been with us since the dinosaurs. They invented it. They like short words, they only had little stubby arms and they could cope with writing. What am I saying? Many forms of fiction take for their title this notion of belonging as an effective and strong name. How many can you name that have this combo in 30 painful seconds? Right, and let's sign you. So, how many pieces of fiction, can be films or books or anything, have of and the in it? And your time starts now. Return of the Native. Um, one. Uh, 23 seconds. Do they, do they have to be consecutive? They have to be next to each other. Of that, yeah. Um, well, 15 seconds left. Day of the Triffids. Day of the Triffids, very good, that's two. Um, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Excellent, that's three. Um, and your time's up. Uh, well done, you got three. You got one every ten seconds. <laughs> you could have had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Silence of the Lambs, Return of the Jedi, Night of the Living Dead, Genesis of the Daleks, Rise of the Machines, or Erection of the Chuckle Brother. Okay. That's my own fiction, I'm right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Speaking of which, we're on round four. Yeah. Uh, it was actually going to be about Guardian slash fanfic. You know what slash fic is? Slash fic. Mm. Oh, what? Online fanfiction? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where they have sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did mooch about for some when I read it, mm. and it was about Peter Quill getting off with a raccoon. Yeah, oh, great, good. And it was well written enough. That I started getting a weird feeling in my tummy, <laughs> <laughs> and I um, don't want to do a round on it. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Great. It was too weird. Okay, sorry. It was. It was learned something about you. Every I just time, thought, though. can't you put your talents elsewhere, my friend? Yeah. yeah. Round five: bullet or stroke it, slug or hug. I can't. I couldn't decide what to call it. Okay. Bullet or stroke it, slug or hug. Right. Chris Pratt famously likes big game hunting, taking his blunderbuss to the bodies of soft fairy creatures that would probably prefer to remain alive. It's all the same to you, Mr. Hollywood Pants. Oh no. Do you know which other celebs enjoy pointing rifles at things and deadifying them? Or would they rather cuddle up to a lovely, friendly badger for a equal hug? Oh, okay. Right. Don't hug a badger, you will die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, bullet or stroke it, slug or hug. Okay. It nearly works. I get it, yeah. Okay. A. Brian May. Oh, hug. Oh, you're wrong, actually. Brian May is actually one of the worst offenders of animal cruelty showbiz has ever known. Rarely does a week go by without him throttling an Alsatian 
or taking an ounce with an Uzi. That's not true, though. That's not true, I made that up. You're right, it is our game! <laughs> okay. James Hetfield of popular metal band Metallica. He loves killing stuff, in, to the extent where, like, because they were talking about pulling them from Glastonbury at one point, because people were complaining like, about, it came out very public, publicly that he likes to go, um, was it hunting bears, specifically? Just anything. Uh, yeah, and then he did, like, a, when they played at Glastonbury, did this um, speech in between one of the songs about... He didn't specifically mention hunting, but he was saying about like, oh, everyone has the right to do like whatever they want if they feel good about it. And I was like, well, that's not true, though, is it? <laughs> because that's that's a very very uh, poor argument. <laughs> I mean, you could bugger children if you want, but you definitely shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, you have the right to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, they, they, didn't they come out in like furry teddy things at first and, and get shot or something? Is that right? Uh, I don't remember that. Maybe they anyway, Hetfield does indeed like to pepper starlings with a hail of bullets on a most daily basis. Yes, he, yeah, he's he crazy for it. Okay, so um, C, diminutive but dead Hollywood actor Mickey Rooney. I would have thought that he is notoriously slightly unstable. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I, I don't know, but I'm get a feeling maybe hug. Hug, you're right, it oh, is, yeah, Hug for the fun-sized theft, who in 1999 actually spearheaded a campaign against the production of niche sexual interest videos known as crush videos. Uh, hold your stomach in, because this is horrendous. This is where a scantily clad woman would be filmed popping the skulls of rodents and the like with her high heels until the animal was very much dead for the viewer's sexual pleasure. You look mortified. That's disgusting. Harsh commentators at the time noticed that the fun size actor's involvement in the campaign was born merely from self-preservation. <laughs> oh, <a> small... <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that is awful. Yeah. Je Jeff Valencia, actually, uh, who Squish Productions have made crush films of insects, said he doesn't plan to resume production until the controversy is resolved. His comments were, well, what about the fur industry? What about fishermen? What about the cattle industry? The concern is you can kill anything you want, basically, in any manner you want, if it's for food or sport or fashion. You cross the line and you do it for sexual gratification. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. you do. Yeah. You can't like you can't use the argument of well, people can kill animals so that they can have them for food. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, Sorry, come on, brought you down there too much. A little bit. <laughs> okay, well, let's move to D. Kurt Russell, Huggles Lug. Uh, Kurt Russell. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. I get the feeling that maybe he likes to kill things. Uh, when not appearing as Chris Pratt's dad in blockbusters such as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, he's joining his co-star on the open plane battlefield, hurling grenades down rabbit warrants and driving tanks through meerkat settlements. Yeah, he loves to kill them things. Great. Yeah, good. Thanks, Kurt. Uh, and E, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. I don't know who that is. She's a model or an actress, I forget which. Possibly both. Uh, obviously the, the name. Quite posh. Oh, you're you're trying to send me down deliberate <laughs> route, aren't you? That's you're okay. trying to make me make a general statement, generalized statement about uh, people's class, and uh, I'm gonna subvert your attempts to and say that hug. She's double bluff. No, she does. Yeah, uh, she, the clues in the name. She blasts away mostly at pheasants with a low gauge monogram pistol. Oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Well, there we are. She, okay. she, yeah. Uh, and finally, F. Shaquille O'Neal. He likes animals. You would think, wouldn't you? No, he goes on Shaq Faris. I'm no. not even joking. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. There we are. So, yeah, everyone likes killing things. Good. For fun and pleasure. That's good. As opposed to fun and displeasure. That wouldn't make sense. Yeah. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in your cinema now. I haven't seen it. I hear it's good. So it's the end bit, really. Any other business? I don't... I've got any other business. i got some business. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, just to say, we are cult.rocks. That's a website. And we're like... Well, not we at all. It's me. I'm on a Q&A thing about the podcast there. Go and read it if you like. Oh, uh, cool, yes. Probably already have them, but hey, go to it. Now, you do have some other business. You didn't know you did. Okay, so mm. we have a listener called Ben. Can't remember his surname. 
Uh, he goes on the Twitter handle at the face of Ben, I think. Oh, yeah, Ben Pierce. Ben Pierce, that's it, yeah. yeah. Hello, Ben. Hello, and he says you two used to be in a little band together, like we did. We did used to be in a band together, yes. What is this? Oh, who's, who's Ben Pierce then? Well, I sort of know who he is. What, what band? Tell all. Where are you going with this? I'm not going anywhere with it. I want to, I want to promote his podcast, Smooth Traffic. Yeah. Which I've just done. His, yeah, Ben, he does his own podcast, which he modestly didn't tell me about after I met up with him and uh, I was bleating on about our podcast. Uh, and he didn't say anything about his, um, and his fiance had to say, "Aren't you going to tell Kit about your podcast?" Wow. Like, and he was just being very modest. But yeah, he does a, a it's a motoring podcast called Sweet Traffic. I've listened to it. Yeah, and I know fuck all about cars. They they make the subject about which I know nothing, and um, I've got to be honest, fairly disinterested. They made it entertaining. Well, what can, more can you ask? Exactly. Yeah. Well, done. yeah. Smooth. If you like. Uh, I don't know, carburettors and shit like that. Go to Smooth Traffic Podcast. Go seek it out. So yeah, so Ben Pierce. Hello! Hi Ben. <clears throat> Sorry, I sounded a bit good. Hello. Um, also, I want to thank Russell Parker, a listener, for getting a link to me to watch a video called Psycho the First Time, which was shown on the BBC about eight years ago or so. You know, you and I were talking about From Just Dawn. Mm. If you didn't know the twist, if you didn't know what yes. it was about. This was about people who watched Psycho not knowing back originally when it was first oh, yeah. um, theatrically released. Yeah, it's very interesting to hear, to hear people go, what the hell, like, the, the heroine is dead. Mm. This is madness. Yeah, yeah, look at it. Yeah. So thanks, Russell, I really appreciate that. Do you, so was that like one of the first times that that had happened in a major cinematic release? Yeah, yeah. so it just wasn't done. Uh, don't, yeah. You don't just take out your hero, you know, what, a third in. I'm nowhere near come come close to watching all of these films, um, but I have seen quite a lot of them. It's widely regarded by a lot of people to be one of the best films ever made is Vertigo. Oh, and yeah. I, I, for ages, I never particularly cared for it. Oh. And it's like it's every time I you know it comes on TV or something, I watch a bit more of it or that. It's like it's slowly over the years growing on me. Yeah, and yeah. then like last time I saw, it, I thought this is really good. Mm. But it, yeah, it's, I don't know, again, it might be something to do with expectations, but the first time I watched it, it didn't, no. didn't do very much. Honourable mention goes out to um, uh, North by Northwest. It's, oh, it. is outstanding. It's such fun. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, just one of the best. It's one of the films for which the word rollicking was <laughs> invented. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and speaking of things you might like to watch, Anorax. Anorax, you're going to ask me. Uh, what is Anorax? It is a sitcom about Doctor Who fans, okay. written by listener Darren Frost. Not Darren Frost, he's a musician. Darren Floyd, I'm sorry. Okay. Darren Floyd, yes, it is a. I'll just say the same thing again. Uh, short sitcom, it's only about sort of six minutes an episode or so, and he's just done the latest one up about who the new Doctor might be. And very funny it is indeed, especially if you're sort of involved in fandom and you're aware of the types there are, I really enjoy it. So seek it out on either, I think, Vimeo or YouTube. But just put in Anorax Doctor Who sitcom, you'll find it, or Darren, or I don't know. Sorry, I'm not being very helpful. I think it's actually got a website, by the more those. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> uh, and finally, Beyond the Sofa. Is that right? Yeah. There's a podcast by David Ronane and Peter Adamson, two Kiwi guys. You kind of sound like Murray from um, <laughs> Flight of the Congress. <laughs> they don't really sound like that. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a Doctor Who podcast, and I know these guys, and I like it. It's like a Doctor Who podcast that isn't a load of a wank. Uh, okay. Yeah, as a few of them are. There are some all right ones, actually. Um, can't name Neil Hamm, but <laughs> there are. Okay, but anyway, Beyond the Sofa. Seek it out. Fuck, I'm the worst at this. Imagine if we're getting paid to promote <laughs> stuff. That's going to say, it's a good job we're doing this largely for our own gratification. <laughs> Brilliant. Does anyone want to hear me play with my fidget spinner? Oh, I do. Yay. Yay. So I'm going to review this. So a fidget spinner, this is it. Yeah, great. Do I, do I want to get it here? No, don't. Thing? It will make a horrendous noise. All right, okay. Well, I can do this. Hang on. Hopefully that came through. So, so there's a fidget spinner. It's the latest fad. Craze. Yeah, Ooh. good craze. I've got one because I'm 40 next year. Yeah. <laughs> Going to be a, a hit with the kids on the playground. Yeah, but um, 
you know, there we are. that's good. That's that. So that's everything. That was a shorty. Uh, maybe next time we're doing gangsters. Who knows? Okay. You've got to watch the new Alien film soon. Yes. It's going to happen. I want to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go with me. All right. Me I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch, please do at Not Special Pod on Twitter. If you want to find on Facebook, what? Just what do they do with their fingers? They do type up, press the search, and then the. Oh God! Stop being this literal. <laughs> and then you put the, the not the special edition in it. Right. Uh, I just don't see why I should have to pay for four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so nice I've been back. thinking about that all the time. <laughs> I like the fact you brought up my inherent hypocrisy in that very same podcast. (laughs) He wanted free prawn crackers, but I stole ice. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about there were these three in the um, in the hotels that we were in in Ireland. They they looked like on each floor there was like ice ice machines. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'd never seen that in in a hotel before. And I kept I thought every time I saw it, I just thought of you stealing the ice. I was like, you've been your element here. Just coming out of the machine. Don't even have to ask for it. Quit over the suitcase, Lee. Just buy a load of cool bags and try and preserve it for as much time as possible. Do you know what? I love Premier M, but it does annoy me these days. They don't do toilet rolls anymore. They do like um, distributed it's, it's, paper individual. It's like little tissue. Yeah, like, like tissues, aren't they? So I can't steal the toilet rolls. Uh, yeah, I, I say steal. Take what is rightfully mine. Yeah. You could just take all of them and put them in a box. That's just a bit cheating, isn't it? Okay. All right, fine. Taking rolls is fine. Yeah. You paid for them, probably. I might have eight poos. Who knows? <laughs> that red dwarf bit where he's like, who used all the toilet roll? <laughs> One it wasn't me. It wasn't you. It must have been aliens. <laughs> well, on that hilarity, we should go away. Uh, okay. Okay. S- stealing Charlie Brooker's. Uh, yeah, Sorry, no, we okay. should go away. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So inverting it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, we'll fuck off. And thank you very, very much for listening. I do genuinely appreciate every single person who does. Uh, if you want to email us, go on, not the special edition at gmail.com. It's never going to happen. Mm. No. But thanks ever so much, and um, we love you very much, especially Kit. Yes, I do. Mwah. Bye. Bye. My BF watching me get back gangbanged by BBC is my ultimate fantasy. Why aren't all men open to watch their women get f***ed? Oh, you're wrong, it's double gangbang facial orgy cum. Are the following statements about Chris Pratt, Pritstick, Postman Pat, or a man's erect prick? Uh, what is wrong with you?